All right, so today we're going to be talking about Obamacare, or the Affordable Care Act, or ACA, and a few other stray topics like death panels. So um, to start off with, remember that individual mandate that we were hearing so much about? And, you know, th there were reasons to criticize it, in my opinion. And really, just to be clear, this is going to be mostly about my opinion, but I am going to introduce facts here and there. So, you know, they're real facts, not like the uh, zany conspiracy theory kind of things. So, um, yeah, there's that aspect to what I'm going to let you know about here. But, you know, the interesting thing is that despite being criticized so much, the individual mandate was actually something favored by the Heritage Foundation, which is what they call a right-wing think tank. Now, I don't know how much actual thinking really goes into these so-called think tanks, but, you know, they definitely had some ideas, and one of them was something like the individual mandate. But anyway, there were also other Republicans like Mitt Romney, who people seem to forget was the Republican candidate for president and everything, but he actually had something quite similar to Obamacare in his state and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it's not like it was just some liberal idea. You know, they like to throw around the, the word liberal all the time. They're very liberal with calling things liberal, I guess you might say. So it's not like the individual mandate was just a tax penalty that was used by Democrats or liberals or leftists or, you know, any of those other scary terms, groomers, I suppose they might say nowadays. Uh, of course, right now, that tax penalty basically does not even exist because it's been set at zero, at least from what I understand. You know, I if that's changed, go ahead and let me know. But the last time I checked, that was the case. Um, so why was it important that something got passed, like the Affordable Care Act or, you know, just some sort of reboot to the uh, healthcare industry, as it is called? Well, before the ACA passed, insurance companies already had all the customers they could handle and were happy to let the market decide which was the most profitable plan and, you know, which was the least profitable. And I, I said they had all the customers they could handle. Well, obviously, some of them they couldn't handle. So they were dropping customers like they were hot rocks in some cases, or the uh, coverage just wouldn't cover what the uh, customer needed. And then, of course, there's the practical debate of, you know, like, if you are sick or injured, should you be a customer first or a patient first? You know, there was that little problem. The market decided that some people don't need health insurance coverage if they couldn't afford it. Plus, of course, customers or consumers don't have whether their injury or sickness is profitable to a corporation as their primary concern, they just want the problem to be fixed or at least treated, you know, because not everything can be cured or 100% uh, solved, right? I mean, we are mortal beings after all. So contrary to what, or contrary to what many conservatives want, it was not likely that the flailing embarrassment of an approach to healthcare that we had would remain completely frozen in time. 
you know, the wannabe experts crafted their plan and like an exotic variation on the Jurassic Park scientists who extracted dinosaur blood from mosquito trapped in sap, our intrepid healthcare policy professionals found our parasitic system, which was stuck in the compromising honey trap of greed and power, and siphoned out some of that dinosaur system DNA, promising to inject some of that sweet and sour dino system blood into our individ individualistic arms so we can better bond with our dinosaur parasite corporations and get better outcomes, all while being threatened with fines if we don't pay money for the gift and grift of being compelled to get these uh, dinosaur system injections. So, okay, I just worded that in a very confusing way. Um, <laughs> you know, with the uh, Jurassic Park references and uh, dinosaur injections and DNA and stuff like that. Well, maybe it's because I've watched Jurassic Park too many times and I have mixed metaphors here and there. But it was my cute little way of saying we've got a dinosaur system. Using that analogy risks having me sound like an anti-vaxxer or something. And I might have lost some of you there. But the point is they tried to sell ACA as something cool and innovative when in reality it was just them trying to cling to a healthcare system that left insurance companies in control, which is a dinosaur system and far different from how other, in some ways, often better healthcare systems work globally. So... Obama took some heat over his approach, and understandably so. I mean, if you implement anything new, even if it's something good, it's going to get criticized. But, of course, if it's something bad, it's going to become, you know, even more notorious because you've got something new and bad at the same time. Uh, but also, you know, sometimes things are criticized not for the right reasons. So in this case, rather than criticizing the basic flaws of having a corporate dinosaur system, the right-wingers frothed at the mouth over Obamacare being part of a plot to institute sinister death panels designed to kill your grandma, or maybe that old rickety bitch would end up in some of those FEMA camps, you know? And uh, I guess you could say, bring some s'mores, grandma, because we're going camping. It'll be your last outing this time. Or, or whatever kind of crazy message they were trying to give at the time. But, you know, the uh, whole death panel thing, that was never really something that we heard about much after Obama, right? So it's almost like they were just making that up or completely exaggerating uh, what the actual policy was, which was apparently just to remind people that, you know... Uh, having the end-of-life care is an option. Like, you, you can reject the idea of, you know, life-sustaining care if you want, or something like that. You know, I'm trying to remember exactly what it was, but it was something like that, and they tried to make it seem like, oh, they're going to try to convince your grandmother that she should kill herself or something. Just something crazy like that. And, uh, you know, we never really heard that much about it since Obama left. There was one legitimate critique, though, that I can recall. Obama wanted the public to believe that, and this is a quote now, if you like your health care plan, you can keep it. 
While that was not quite true, some people lost their coverage, even if new people gained some coverage. It wasn't necessarily the end of the world for most people, but political or a politifact named that quote the lie of the year for 2013. So that's you know a, a little significant. You know, if you say something like that, you get a sound bite that's going to make you sound bad and like you're a liar and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, you can say about it what you want, but that was actually not true. And especially not as true as uh, he was making it sound. Still, all the uh, conservative pundits who claimed Obamacare went well beyond the limits of the U.S. Constitution and... Uh, all that kind of stuff. They they had it semi-debunked when the Supreme Court itself actually upheld Obamacare. Remember that? In fact, as an obvious sign that Republican goofballs were exaggerating the dangers of Obamacare, many have become silent of, about, you know, Obamacare overall. You know, they they don't really even talk about it as much as they did especially compared to how hysterical so many of them previously had been. You know, they acted as if it was something apocalyptic. Like, oh shit, they're going to murder you in the streets if this thing passes. You know, and uh, of course it wasn't quite like that, you know. But that's that's how so many of these things develop. You know, there's a lot of hysterical, hysterical reactions and, uh, you know, the end of the world is nigh. I mean, how many end of the world predictions have we had um, based on relatively minor things at this point. It's uh, very reminiscent of the satanic panic in the 1980s and 90s, which obviously some people are trying to bring back again. So a lot of these things kind of tie together thematically, at least from what I can tell, you know, like everything's a sinister plot. Um, nothing, nothing can be even relatively benign. You always have to make things actually seem worse than they are, which in some cases can be tricky. But, you know, some people, they really have that skill to make everything sound dangerous and dark and sinister. And really, this is coming from somebody who actually kind of has that habit himself, you know. So it seems like people are trying to outperform me um, when it comes to, like, being pessimistic or concerned and all that, you know, it's, it's funny, like in, in the past, I don't know, 20 years or so, it's, it's really been the case that, you know, I used to think that, uh, that I was maybe some extremist, but no, not really. I'm actually relatively moderate compared to a lot of what's going on um, these days. And uh, the, the other simple fact is Obama was not trying to appease the left by adopting more universal health care, at least not particularly, especially when so-called Obamacare was not actually universal health care anyway. It was sort of a pathetic compromise to keep our system in line with the uh, frozen in time folks. You know, the people say, you got to keep things as they are. You got to keep them frozen in time, like the uh, mosquito trapped in the sap from Jurassic Park, you know? while simultaneously allowing Obama and others to say, hey, at least we tried something different, you know? And you got to give some credit where you got to give some credit, you know? 
Uh, and for those that question the premium increases, note that other countries don't have to worry about individuals going bankrupt over medical procedures or ambulance rides or, or things like that. So, you know, if you are concerned about your premium jumping up, maybe look into how these other countries are doing this shit, you know? And uh, say, hey, maybe we can learn a thing or two because these people are not, you know, they're not losing everything just to get some health coverage. In fact, from what I understand, plenty of people overseas who watch Breaking Bad find the situation of Walter White to be pretty crazy indeed, and not just because he winds up selling meth and going down a darkened path, but because he did it all to afford his medical treatments. Remember, that's actually one of the initial themes of the show that kind of gets a little bit lost as the show goes further along. And really, those who rigidly cling to this BS system and shudder at the idea of universal health care are really no better than Gus Fring using his business as a front for a highly questionable operation that rakes in far more cash and otherwise needlessly jeopardizes a lot of lives. Because what do you know? That's that's what a for-profit system actually does. Um, it uh, rakes in tons of money. You know, you, you sell it as if it's something purely benign, but you're... Uh, making money in, in the insurance industry while trying to cut costs at all the, at every opportunity. And in some cases, people really don't get the care they need. And I, I know that back when, you know, I was spending more time in de debate forums and whatnot, you know, we would talk about health care and some people would be like, oh, you still get all the coverage you need. You get all the uh, health care you need. But it turns out that's not true. I mean, some of us even know that anecdotally at this point, right? Surely, like, I mean, I know I've seen evidence uh, in terms of studies and whatever else that really paints a different story. But I think we've also heard about, you know, uh, people who were denied coverage, you know, in anecdotes and whatever. We could talk to people. And, uh, of course, doctors are also known unfortunately, to sometimes get some money to uh, sell a certain kind of drug or whatever. And of, of course, that, that's where some of the anti-vax stuff comes from, because people are suspicious of doctors. And that's partly, I mean, I hate to make the anti-vax people sound like they're on the right track, but that is partly because we do have a for-profit healthcare system. So there's a bit of an irony here in that you know, the people who are, you know, concerned about this stuff actually do have a bit of validity to it. Because if you have a for-profit healthcare system, obviously some people are going to be making money off of you getting sick or injured or, or whatever. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's, it's a weird world we live in where there are little degrees of, um, legitimate concern, even in, you know, uh, some circles of people that have conspiracy theories and whatever else. So, uh, you know, it's, it's all very, very complicated. There's no, um, true 100% solution to this other than moving a lot closer in the direction that other countries are going. Obviously people are always going to be 
sick. They're always going to get injured. You know, I don't think, I don't think there's any real way around that. And if there is, well, we're light years away from that. And, uh, you know, death is going to happen. You're going to have all these, all these different issues that relate to healthcare, but there are definitely ways to improve it. And overall, I think Obamacare as flawed as it was, and it sure was flawed, but it was still a step in the right direction. Um, overall, even though things could have been done much better, we could have had more of a universal healthcare system as I've emphasized already, but you know, we're America. We have to do everything different.